What up, homies? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets. It's our NBA handicapping show, and I'm with the most basketball betting MFR I know, David Trump. There we go. There I am. David, you make more bets in the NBA than my most degenerate friends, and yet you go about it in a very wise, analytical way. But, man, you're a gunslinger, and I love it. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know what to say other than thanks, I guess. Well, I, I don't bet on it as much as I would even like. Uh, I'm, I've been a little more reserved in the past year or two. Well, not from my uh, from my vantage point. You're out here just making plays. And that's why go. I like having you on the podcast. That's why I like talking at NBA with you because you actually have a thought and a bet ready to go for almost every game. We have 10 games on the Tuesday slate. I have bets in three of them. And I don't know if I could hold a conversation in the other seven games. But that's what you're here for, partially. And the other part is to give us some winners. Cause there you go. I know I can't effing do it. I suck in the NBA this year. Uh, my record's down to 23 and 24, minus 3.9 units. <sighs> I went on a heater in the middle of last week, and I've cooled off. And I talked about going on a heater and one of my NBA write-ups, and then that's was immediately followed by just a cold streak, which is I do that every I do that every time and I feel like it's almost when a pitcher's got a perfect game or a no hitter, you're not supposed to talk about him or talk mm-hmm. to him. I feel the same about my hot streak. I shouldn't bring it up whenever I'm winning because then the losing comes. Yeah, it's uh the the NBA is something that if you bet on it you kinda hate yourself because the games that you watch, you're like, oh man, this team is down 20 and I took them to cover a, you know, nine and a half point spread. And then all of a sudden that same team comes back and actually wins the game, but doesn't cover the spread. And you're just like, what the hell am I doing? Why, why do I do this to myself? Cause you know, they don't care for most of the game. You know, it's going to be a game of runs and it's, it's just, you know, it's a little bit of self-torture, but I love the NBA. I do think you can make money on it, and uh, I'm not going to stop. So, <laughs> Damn <there> right. <laughs> True words haven't been spoken. I'm not going to stop either. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I made a bet. My only bet in uh, Monday was the Knicks, and this just kind of highlights the bullshit you were alluding to, but my only bet in the game uh, or on Monday was the Knicks plus nine over the Boston Celtics. And the feature of my handicap was how much R.J. Barrett has improved in his fifth year. He's leading the Knicks in points per game, PER, and has really stepped up. And then 30 minutes before the game, he was ruled out with migraines. (laughs) It's just like I look so stupid, so dumb. And I guess the only thing I can be excited about, or not excited about, but the only thing that makes me feel better about it is People don't come to Outkick to read about the NBA. So I didn't look that dumb in front of that many people. Just whoever's into the NBA that visits Outkick is like, oh, okay, yeah, R.J. Barrett, cool. Hopefully they waited to make their bets because that money got lit on fire last night. Yeah, it looked good for a while, but fortunately. Yeah, Knicks just ran out of scoring options late. Yeah. I was hoping one of those scoring options would have been their leading scorer, RJ Barrett, who is not on the injury report, 
when I made my bet. But like you said, I you know I'm a we're gluttons for punishment here, and us uh, NBA betters, and I, I fully expect to to write the ship and to make money. So let's start by uh, breaking down this ten game slate here. The first game, of course, I have action in it. It's the Detroit Pistons hosting the Atlanta Hawks. I hate the Atlanta Hawks. I love Cade Cunningham. I should actually not be betting this game because the main reason why I hate the Atlanta Hawks because I think Trey Young is a curse and plays basketball the wrong way, but he's not going to be playing in this game. So part of my thing could be like, well, addition by subtraction, but I mean, Trey Young does put up a lot of numbers. He is they're by far their highest uh, used player, Atlanta's. He leads them in points and assists. So I'm hoping that in the weird game they don't they don't have Trey Young, their offense kind of trips over itself. Also, Cade Cunningham, I truly believe, is the best player on the floor now that Trey Young is off the floor. He balled out last year against the Atlanta Hawks and their two early season meetings. He scored 30 and a half points per game in those two games. He balled out against the Atlanta Hawks two years ago. They covered two of the three games. I think they played the Hawks two years ago and they covered one of the two that Cade Cunningham played against the Atlanta Hawks last year. The Detroit Pistons, I believe are on an eight game losing skid. So (laughs) we're buying low on them, obviously, but I'm going to hit the Pistons plus four and sprinkle on their plus 145 money line. That's where I'm at with the Pistons. Can you, well, the bet's already made, but do you have any pushback on this stuff? Uh, No, I wouldn't say I really have any pushback on it. This is actually one of those games that I like to fade uh, the road team on, especially because um, Atlanta was just at home. They played the Heat. Then they're on the road today for the game against the Pistons. They go back home for a game against the Knicks, one that they probably should care about. Um, I'd guess Trey Young is probably going to be back. The only thing I'd say is I think DeJounte Murray will probably look pretty good in this game. You might want to get involved in his props a little bit, maybe Sadiq Bey, because that's his former team as well. Um, but I, I don't really have a play in this game. I do like your look, and I think it's it's probably the right side of this one. I like DeJounte Murray more as a player than Trey Young, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. he is more of a shooting guard who – isn't that good of an outside shooter? Like, yeah. I'm thinking he's going to get a lot of mid range. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking almost like skinnier Dwayne Wade type type game mm, to him. I would go poor man's Shea Gilgis Alexander, although he's probably richer than Shea. So I don't know how you would describe it. I understand what you mean. Yeah, he doesn't get to the line as much, but I, I guess what I'm saying is Trey Young, just by ball hogging and and, I don't know, his style of basketball play, he does get people open. He does throw those lobs at Clint Capella, and I just don't think DeJounte Murray is going to be able to pick up that, like, um, distributing responsibility. So I do think, yeah. like, it's going to be a lot of clunky offense, and Atlanta can run into some clunky offense. Also, them on the road is just usually profitable to fade the Hawks. Yeah, for sure. Um 
one one thing I'm just going to mention too. I was really pissed that I heard this during the game, and uh, it was when they were in Mexico City against um, Orlando. I wish I would have heard this before. Trey Young ended up scoring I think 41 points in that game, and they the announcers for the Hawks mentioned, or maybe it was the Magic, whoever it was, mentioned um, that they told Trey Young that the most points scored in a Mexico City game was by Luca, and it was 41. That that to me would have been like the easiest bet his point total over, ever. Oh, and I yeah. missed out on it. Ladder that bet over thirty, so. over thirty five, over forty. Yep. I missed out on it, so I was kicking myself about that. But you know, to your point, the Hawks usually suck on the road, so I don't know. I just felt I had to share that little tidbit with you. You don't get a player prop in this one, right? No, nothing uh, nothing official in this. All right, let's talk about the second of a back-to-back between the Indiana Pacers and the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers are the host team. They're favored five right now. Um, they were favored seven the other night, also at home. The reason um, that the line has come down is because Joel Embiid is questionable to play Tuesday, and if he doesn't play, I think that line gets down to three. If, it, if he does play, I think it goes back up to seven, where it was the other night. I don't have a bet in this game. If <laughs> if Joel Embiid ends up sitting, I'm probably going to end up betting Philly, actually, just because that's how the NBA has worked. Like, mm-hmm. I'm seeing patterns with this. Like, I, I enjoy the way Indiana plays, and it would make perfect sense that they're going to be able to score mad points without Joel Embiid there to clog things up in the paint I mean he's been fantastic defensively and offensively I think he won Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week so he's been balling out but like we saw it all last year with Philly granted they had Doc Rivers Nick Nurse is another excellent coach though but like whenever they're missing their best players they show up and Tyrese Maxey dropped a 50 burger on the Indiana Pacers uh, the other night and I think he could just go for another 30, 40 points against them. But I say all that, and I'm going to go back to my original statement where I don't have a play in this game. What are you feeling, if anything at all here? This one is interesting. I I don't think you really can safely bet this right now. Um, If you think Embiid's not going to play, just put money on Tyrese Maxey's props if they're available right now. I probably should check that before I give that advice out. Um, But I think more than anything, this tells you a story of maxi props are out uh, 29 and a half is his point total. Um, so that's, <clears throat> they are taking action, booking action with the expectation Embiid isn't going to play. Right. I mean, Embiid is actually on here too. They're taking action on him as well. So, um, Fair enough. Maybe he just might light their asses up. Yeah. Me yeah. and my brother, me and my brother were talking about that Sunday going over Tyrese Maxey, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And his mm-hmm. point prop was like twenty four and a half, and he went over that in the first half. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So, um. I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I hijacked the conversation. I always do that. God damn it. Nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, I mean, just because it's called outkick bets with Jeff Clark doesn't mean I got to talk all the time. No, you do though. You have to. You got to carry the show. I'm just here for uh, good looks on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. uh, 
It's your sex <laughs> so, appeal. That's why we have you yeah. on this audio podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, so the Pacers and 76ers, though, uh, one one thing I was thinking, this is what it was. Uh, you can bet on the 76ers right now to be the Group A winner, and they are technically in first place after one game um, for the in-season tournament at plus 145. If they don't actually care about this tournament, the players, the franchises and everything, Embiid will sit out this game for sure. And because they have Boston tomorrow night, who is a team they should care about playing. Pacers, they should not. So I am just kind of finding this intriguing because the Pacers are technically second right now. Um, they're, they're actually second. But uh, this is an in-season tournament game. And I think it's I think it's interesting. I think you've said far too much at this point. I think you could have just stopped at the Celt- the the Sixers are playing the Celtics tomorrow. Okay, Joe Embiid's not playing. He's not, <laughs> he's not going to play in this game. Well, is that in prime time? It is right, and they're on the road. Uh, let me see. Actually, uh, what's tomorrow? Wednesday. Uh, it is on ESPN. Yeah. yeah, and they're on the road. Uh, no, Seventy Sixers are still at home. Ah, fair enough. Okay. That changes a little bit, but I do anticipate him be not playing tonight and playing tomorrow. Yeah, I would guess. I mean, I don't, I don't, did he sit at all in the last game? Like, I didn't even hear hear about this injury that he supposedly has. Well, it's because he's not actually injured. Oh, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he's, he's dealing with soreness. Yeah, Nicholas Patom and, uh, Kelly Oubre are still out because Kelly Oubre got hit by a car. Yeah. That's why, oh, well. why Maxi dropped 50. He said he dedicated it to Kelly Oubre. There you go. I No, I'm I'm not playing anything in this game, though. Uh, I think we probably can just move on. I would be surprised if Embiid sits, though. Question, do you think Kelly Oubre got hit by a car, or do you think he ran into a moving car to avoid going to work? Mm, he probably gets more shots this year than than he deserves. So, I think he likes likes it in Philly. All right, the but next, it is possible. The next best bet that I have in my account: um, the Miami Heat at the Charlotte Hornets. Also, a seven o'clock Eastern Standard tip off. I'm gonna have to hurry up and get to the gym today so I can watch some of this basketball. Um, I laid the points at the Miami Heat because we all know that I am just addicted to betting the Miami Heat. I haven't <laughs> lost much money on them this year. I think I think I'm actually ahead cuz I can read this team. I know when they're going to show up and when they're not and I and I believe they're going to show up in this one. Even if they have a a subpar game it also makes some sense to fade Charlotte here. You kind of pointed me in the right direction on this. Their injury report, they might be one of the most banged-up teams in the NBA right now. Terry Rozier is definitely out. Gordon Hayward and Brandon Miller are questionable to play. Those guys are three of the top four players for the Hornets in terms of on-off net rating. Also, the Charlotte Hornets are pretty much the worst three-point shooting team in the league. I mean, by percentage, they are. By free uh, three-point attempts, they're, they have the second fewest ahead of only the Los Angeles Lakers. They're 23rd or worse in both wide-open and wide-open three-point attempt rate on both ends of the floor. They also have a problem 
fouling players and sending players to the free throw line. I think they're 27th in defensive free throw rate, I believe, if I can remember correctly. That's a nightmare against Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Also, I think you can vouch for me on this or back me up on this. I might be the biggest Bam Adebayo fan in the league. Like, I actually think this is his team now, and he is just going nuts lately on both ends of the floor. The Charlotte Hornets, again, they're not a three-point shooting team. They like to attack the rim. That shit ain't happening against against Bam Adebayo. Like, I, I invite that. I, as a Heat backer, I would love for them to attack the rim on Bam Adebayo. And, yeah, they're missing Martin, Caleb Martin, the, the, the Hornets. Or, excuse me, the Heat. The Hornets are missing his twin brother, incidentally. And Tyler Hero, another guy who I love. Love this 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 core of Butler, Hero, and Bam. But Duncan Robinson can step up. Lowry can can get points against Charlotte's weak perimeter defense. Or not get points, but like do his thing. I'll put it that way. I love this kid, Haywood Highsmith. And I know you don't watch many Heat games, but have you seen Hami Hakez play? I was telling you this uh, in the preseason. This kid can play. Yeah, he has been actually pretty good. I, I, to be honest with you, I've watched pretty much every NBA game there is. <laughs> okay, so you've seen him, right? He's 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 he can play, right? Yeah. So, I don't expect him to make a big difference in this game. I just think the Miami Heat are again a solid team, and I think they're underrated by the market. Maybe not here. Minus five is pretty much buying high in the Heat, but. Dude, I just, I don't know, I wanted three bets, and I love the heat in this one. I do, I love the heat, I can't, I can't help it. And the whole it's after yesterday, like, like it, let's just go with the heat. It, it's really, it's hard, hard not to like them, to be honest with you. They're like, um, they're like my Deshaun Watson in the NBA. I, I can't help but bet on Deshaun Watson. The guy has made me so much money since Clemson, I, you know? Did he commit sins? Probably. I don't know. It got settled. But I love betting on them, on on him. Same thing with the Heat, dude. They just make me money. I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. I hijacked the podcast again. I got to get my guys stop doing that. What were you going to say? You're good. Uh, I'm with you on the Heat. I think they win this game. I don't know that there's much of an issue. Um, Brandon Miller went from probable to questionable, which I do think is a pretty significant change um but the heat are the better team i mean and sometimes it can be that simple they've been on the road for a few games now um they go back home i think next nope they're still on the road uh they go to chicago after this so um this isn't even like the last game of the road trip where they're like oh no hold on they do they play they play at home sorry on thursday and then they go back on the road so that game Thursday might be one of the ones that you look at as a potential loss. Um, but really, Charlotte just looks really bad right now. They they ended up beating the Wizards. I mean, but the Wizards have now lost two games in a row where they gave up like I don't know a twenty point lead in both games or something like that. Um, they looked really bad against the Knicks the other day. There's there's really just no positive signs of life here for the Hornets um, without this team. And, and I, I don't think Terry Rozier is like the best player in the world or something, but 
this isn't a very good team without him and and if if they're going to be down Hayward and and Miller as well it's it's going to be pretty ugly so I'm, I'm with not, you on the on the heat like I would love Terry Rozier as my sixth man he's a perfect yeah. sixth man um yeah. him he's probably below average starter or close to it but the fact of the matter is they don't really have anyone that can create their own look like Gordon Hayward can a little bit. Brandon Miller is still a rookie. Like Lamar, uh, Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball can, but like once you remove Terry Rozier, it's just like their offense is bullshit in my opinion. And yeah, to your to your point, they're twenty eighth in net rating over the last two weeks. Miami's ninth. Miami's playing some good basketball. Mm-hmm. So you lean towards Miami, but you kind of talked me into it, or. I picked up where you left off, and I and I ran to the window, betting Miami. So I'm a little yeah. nervous. You didn't, you kind of stopped running with me. You're like, oh, wait a minute, dude, you're not betting these guys too. Like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, all right, well, let's keep moving here. Orlando at Brooklyn. Truthfully, not a game that I want to bet. Um, Brooklyn's going to be without Ben Simmons and just a living legend, Cam Thomas. Um, Brooklyn is favored three. They're taking money, though, I believe. They started at one and a half up to three right now. If it were anything, if I had to bet anything in this game, it actually would be the Nets. But I have some weird anti-Orlando bias that I can't really put my finger on. I think it's because I listen to too much of the Ringer's content, and the Ringer oddly has, like, a bunch of Magic fans on their, um, in their editorial. And I just want to fade those assholes for some reason. But I don't really have any anti-magic sentiment. I mean, I they're fine. They're okay, whatever. But I'm yeah, not, why would you? I'm not bad in this game. Do you have anything in it? Um, because I hate the ringer and I don't like them playing bas. I don't like them talking basketball. Sorry, that was the answer to your previous question. No, um, <clears throat> I don't know that I necessarily have like an official play in this. Uh, I do kind of lean towards the Nets. Um, but I think that has a little bit more to do with just you know the the travel schedule from the Magic. They were at home, then they went to um, uh, Mexico City. Excuse me, I was about to say Michigan City, which is not the same thing at all. Um, then they went back home for a game. They beat the Bucks in that one pretty easily, which. Uh, we we probably could spend a whole podcast talking about how bad the Bucks are, but uh, Nets have been at home now, um, so maybe them early. Uh, I do have a player prop that I like as well. Um, Nick Claxton blocks over two and a half. He had or he has had three, I think, and four in his last one. Um, he hasn't played many games this at all, but even against Orlando last year, he was. Uh, getting three, I think, in each of his games, at least three of them. Um, and he, he's going against Goga, Bitaze, who I think he could probably block. He's basically their only rim protection. He's pretty active. He's averaging three and a half blocks per game. It's at plus money, uh, which you know obviously implies that they don't think it'll happen. But again, this is this is his third game and on the season. Claxton has seven blocks for the year. Mm-hmm. So I, I do kind of like this. Uh, eventually it'll probably get to a point where the books start putting it at 
um, two and a half with juice on it. And uh, I think we got a, a decent opportunity here to make uh, plus money on this. So I'm going to go with the two, the over two and a half blocks for Claxton. I think he gets there. But again, if I, if I were going to bet the game, I would take probably the Nets early in it. Um, but I will also mention the reason I'm not playing it is because Orlando has actually been pretty good on the road in the first quarter and first half so far this season. So, Okay. Um, Orlando, according to cleaningglass.com, attempts the highest rate of field goals at the rim. So Nick Claxton's going to get a lot of opportunities to block shots. Just that's a another good uh, good point to add to it. Yeah, I didn't want to sit here uselessly. <laughs> you just, never do, man. You're the, you're the homie. I'm trying to back up your Nick Claxton look here. I like it. What's the what's the what's the payout again? Plus, uh, right now plus one ten. It's the easiest money ever. I love it. I don't think that can lose. I've never seen a bet that I thought could lose. So. I've never made a bet I thought could lose. There you eh, go. I'm going to bet the Browns at home against the Steelers this week. And I don't know. Who knows? Get yeah, that, Mike, that's Mike Tomlin fair. voodoo. <laughs> All right. San Antonio Spurs at the Oklahoma City Thunder, 730 Eastern Standard Tip. Thunder up to nine, ten and a half point favorites. Um, opened at minus nine. Again, nothing here. I lean to the over. The over has taken action. It went from 236 to 238.5. The Oklahoma City Thunder like to get up and down the court. San Antonio plays at a pretty fast pace. San Antonio's defense is complete ass cheeks. But they're going to try to score to keep up. And I think the Thunder aren't going to like change their style. Why would they? I mean, they feel like they probably feel like they can put up 130 on San Antonio. Um, they scored 102 against them in their last meeting in March last year, but 130 in December and 119 in, um, in November. So I think Thunder are going to get out, get up to 120 points in this game. Um, and the under has cashed in two straight games for the Thunder. So maybe this is a kind of a buy low on, um, on their total, but that's all that I have in this game. Do you have anything? Can't spell under without thunder or can't spell thunder without under. That's the way it should be. It's true. But, um, Oh, real quick. Yeah. The, the three officials assigned to this have a combined 14 and six record of the over this, this I think is a chick. Finenzi ransom is six and oh, to the yeah. over this yeah. year. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really have much on this game either. Uh, I know that sounds kind of boring. I'm sure the listeners are sick of hearing that, but 10.5 feels a little high, but the Spurs have been losing by so much, and they're on the road. I, I don't like this spot for them either. Um, but I think this is going to be kind of a cool game um, just to watch Wemby play against Holmgren. Should be is unique. It, is it national TV? I feel like it might be. Yeah, it is TNT, which I guess isn't a surprise. But <clears throat> this also is one of those games, and I've brought this up a million times already, but 
This is a game where San Antonio goes on the road for one game, and those are not generally very good performances from teams. So they just had two at home. They're going on the road for one game and then going back at home. So the only look I would have would be the, the Thunder, um, who are coming off a, a quick two-game road trip themselves. But I, I'm i not going to back it. I What I would like to do is if the Spurs are af- winning after like one quarter or something, see what the spread is, and then just play the Thunder live. Um, Jeremy Sohan is a game-time decision. Kelton Johnson is out, and I do think Kelton Johnson is a pretty big deal for them. So, It's luck. I'm going to look up their cleaningtheglass.com on-off net rating. Kelvin Johnson, minus 5.4 net rating. Who's out? When he's on the floor. Kelvin Johnson's out. I thought you said Jeremy Shohan, too. He is a game-time decision, apparently. (laughs) They score 18.4 fewer points than their opponents when uh, when Jeremy Shohan is on the floor. And that he, sounds about get, right. And he get Trey Jones out there more often. Well, he's injured, or he's oh, out no. for this game too. Uh, the other thing is the more, there's more money on the Thunder, but more bets are on the Spurs. And this one from eight and a half to ten and a half. So I think people are saying like, ah, Wemby, like Thunder aren't that good. This is too many points, and the the sharps already bet the good number at eight and a half, and up to ten and a half. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you would even do that at this point. Um, Take lay eleven or ten and a half. Like say that the the Thunder aren't that good anymore, or aren't that good at this point. The Thunder are a good team. I mean, they they are young, and they're not going to probably win anything significant in the playoffs or any of that stuff. But I think they're they're good. That, we know that, and there's not a lot of sucker money, square money, and betting NBA regular season games. But I do think mm-hmm. the casual NBA fan does see Thunder minus ten and a half, and like, eh, what? Yeah, the Thunder. Yeah, and everyone knows Victor Wembanyama plays for the San Antonio Spurs, so maybe that, you know, maybe that's bringing in a little bit of sucker money. Yeah, I was trying to see if there was a like a head-to-head line on him versus uh, Chet. Chet's point total is fifteen and a half. I kind of like that over. Wemby's is twenty and a half. I don't know that I would take that over. Okay. All right. Moving along. Dallas Mavericks at the New Orleans Pelicans. The Mavericks are three and a half point favorites for. The second of a back-to-back against the Pelicans in New Orleans. I successfully bet the Mavericks in the first one. I have done a complete 180 on the Mavericks. I thought they were going to suck coming into the season. Um, I think one of the best, one of the best things that I do as a sports gambler is that I don't get married to an opinion. I also I do stick to my priors, but like if I see something positively or negatively. Like, I'm willing to go with it and change my opinion. And, again, I was pretty skeptical about this Mavericks roster coming into the season. But between the way Luka's playing, between how Kyrie kind of fits and what they want to do, all the role players that complement these guys and seem seemingly do so happily, I love this Mavericks team right now. I'm a big fan. I, and I do give them a legitimate chance 
to beat really any team out west except for the Nuggets. I don't think they can beat the Nuggets, but like Luka is a legit X factor where he could just rip your team's faces off. If I were to play this yeah. any which way, I'm definitely taking the Mavericks. Like the Pelicans are kind of a stay away for me right now, but I'm not. I'm not have a bet in this one. What do you What do you think? Yeah, the the Mavericks are awesome. I mean, they they yeah. play good basketball right now. Um, I wouldn't really say play that they're D, but right. Whatever. That's that's what I was going to say. Their defense isn't that good, but Luca is like better than he's almost ever been. Yes, yeah. he dribbles a ton still, which isn't ideal, but. Um, He's the best ISO player in basketball. For so sure. you need you need a bucket. He's going to get you it. And uh, also, dude, Kyrie's him, even coming along. Like the comp is kind of him and prime James Harden, except in the playoffs, Luca is a fucking monster, a monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think the depth of the Pelicans kind of hurt. Kind of hurts. So I, I agree. You can't can't really back them right now. Um, Hawkins isn't a very good point guard. He's a good shooter, a good three-point shooter, but uh, I think that hurts this team a little bit. Um, I don't necessarily want to back Dallas, though, in New Orleans for the second straight game after they won the first one. Uh, If anything, I actually would probably take the Pelicans in this game. Mm, I I have to disagree with you in the sense that I hear what you're saying by the zigzag theory, but I think the Pelicans are a stay away right now. You got Zion complaining about like, oh, I'm trying to buy into the system. Like, dude, you fat pussy. Why don't you just try to play 30 consecutive games? Worry about the system. They're trying to build the system around you, but you can't stay on the floor. They're missing, I mean, they're missing two starters, if not three, right? Two, we'll say. CJ McCollum. I don't know. Like CJ McCollum, Trey Murphy, the third, Jose Alvarado, and now Larry Nance. Those are key contributors. Yeah. Three rotation guys. Herbert Jones is, is questionable. If he doesn't play, Luke is getting a 40. The other thing is though, Dallas also plays tomorrow night in Washington. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if Dallas wins this game. I wouldn't be surprised to see either Luca or Kyrie out, maybe even both tomorrow against Washington. Let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers and Utah Jazz. I'm not going to bet <laughs> it. A, that's, that's there, all. There's a sentence everybody wants to hear. Yeah, I'm not going to bet it. So that's the end of my analysis. But what do you got? Yeah, I'm not betting it either. I don't. I don't really care. Do Take you want to move on? Yes, let's move on. Clippers at the Denver Nuggets. I hope the Clippers rot in hell, and I'm rooting against them so much. Are they the other primetime game here? Or is that the, the Timberwolves Warriors? No, it is, it is the other primetime game. Thank God. Because actually I probably won't be able to watch the Clippers. It'll probably be blackout, blackout. restrictions. But there is an outside chance I can watch them, and then I can have the Warriors-Timberwolves on the other screen which would be the most ideal situation. Um, if anything, I'd play the over in the Nuggets hosting the Clippers. Nuggets are four-and-a-half-point favorites currently, um, and the total is up to 225 from 223-and-a-half. But I'm not going to touch this game at all. 
I'm just rooting for the Clippers' demise. What are you thinking? I think the Clippers are just trying to figure stuff out right now. And uh, I've already talked about it, you know, the schedule thing um, a little bit, but they were just at home. They lost to Memphis on Sunday. They're in Denver today, and they have to go back home uh, for a Friday game. Um, It's nice that they get two days off after this one. That might actually be a benefit to them. But Denver at home is good. They're on prime time. Who's going to stop Jokic in this game? The Clippers are just trying to figure stuff out. I I like Denver. I like Denver to win this game. I understand that Denver eliminated the Clippers in the playoffs before, and there could be some revenge there. But right now, they're just they're trying to figure stuff out. And they, it doesn't even seem like they're trying to win games. They're just trying to get it so that Westbrook, Harden, George, and Kawhi all work together. That's it. So, I like Denver. I think they'll cover the four and a half. Does Jerry West, is he still part of the basketball operations of the Clippers? Jerry West? I don't think so. He's moved on. It's just Lawrence Frank right now? I don't know. Let me see. I mean, this, that James Harden trade is so comically dumb. I, 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 I can't, I hate it. I hate it so much. They they got rid of all their role players for someone who is clearly on the downside of their career, which forced his way out of what three different spots. I mean, I could just I just gotta queue up that guy from the Mavericks, just play him over the ether beat, and he pretty much summed yeah. it up perfectly. I don't understand yep. what they're doing. It's a desperate move to get the the most out of a roster which has underperformed since they built it back in 2019 around Kawhi Leonard and. And, and Paul George. I mean, it's, I hate it. I, I I can't, I can't say that enough, how much I hate this trade for this team. So screw them. I hope they rot in hell and I'll be rooting for uh, the Nuggets tonight. Timberwolves at the Warriors. This is also the second of a back-to-back. I bet the first game under the total and they combined to score 226, which went over the total by 224 points. However, there were 64 points scored in the fourth quarter, a lot of which was garbage time. And damn it, was I butthurt. <laughs> oh, oh, I was mad. But, and this is where the zigzag rule usually applies. You should be taking the the Golden State Warriors in most cases, but I'm going to the Timberwolves here again. Um, Steph Curry is questionable, knee soreness. If he's he has, out officially. Is he? He's out officially. The line is now Warriors plus two and a half. Damn. All right, so I guess I'm front-running this play. Sorry, guys. Sorry I'm podcast this late, but I did publish it with the Timberwolves plus two and a half. I said it was playable up to T-Wolves minus two if Curry is ruled out. I got to two and a half, so... I really got nothing in this game. I already got the best of the number. Sorry, I published it. It's all time stamped and whatnot. I guess I got lucky. I'll give you my analysis since we're already here, though. Um, Golden State's offensive rating is very misleading. They're seventh in offensive rating, but it's mostly due to offensive rebounding. They're first in offensive rebounding, which I don't think is sustainable for this roster. 
and the Minnesota Timberwolves have three good to elite bigs. I consider Nas Reed a good big. Um, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, I consider elite for different reasons. So I don't think the Minnesota or the, the Warriors are going to crush the Timberwolves in the glass in this game. Also, now that Curry's out, Ant-Man's the best player on the floor. I think Draymond Green fired him up and talked too much shit, and we saw that play out, and Anthony Edwards just cooked the Warriors. I think he's going to come back and do it again this game. And, and I actually do think Draymond Green talking shit like hurts them for this game. Like I think I think Anthony Edwards is going to carry that momentum into this game. Chris Finch has screwed me a bunch of times, but whatever. I'm going to go back to the well with the Minnesota Timberwolves because I love Ant-Man, and I don't think Golden State's going to be able to crash the offensive glass like they usually do. And no Curry means they pretty much don't have a shooter on the floor because Clay Thompson hasn't had a good night shooting since shit before the All-Star break last year. Yeah, Clay has been pretty terrible. I mean, Andrew Wiggins hasn't been very good. You're talking about the Warriors without Curry. Curry's averaging like 30-something points a game for them. Everybody else is just awful. Yeah. So you definitely got the best of the number here. Um, but I, you know, you said play it to Timberwolves minus two. I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Timberwolves win this game by 10 points. So this seems like an easy win for them. The only way it doesn't happen is if they just have one of their classic meltdowns on the road. But yeah, outside of the game in Chris in Finch, Atlanta, Chris Finch is involved, yeah. right? So it yeah. could happen. Outside of the game in Atlanta, they have done fairly well overall. Um, they got two days off. No, they don't. They play tomorrow. Excuse me. They play tomorrow in Phoenix. So maybe you just play them in the first half of this game. Um, especially without Curry. It's actually, that's probably the best way to do this is to take him, take the Timberwolves either first quarter, first half, um, maybe even both because without Curry, there's going to be some adjustments to the offense for the Warriors that they'll have to figure out. So um, that's probably the best look in this game is actually to take the first half. It's Timberwolves minus one. I think that's fine. Take them first half. They may coast in the second half knowing that they got to play again tomorrow. Fair. I'm gonna just go with my full gameplay, but you make. Well, good you points. got the better number. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Given that, I'm gonna stick with what I got. But and shout out to Drew Dinsick. That guy actually pointed me in the right direction this morning on uh, Veasan's the number games, the numbers game when he said he thought Steph Curry could miss, and that's when I kind of broke the news to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I didn't see it. Yeah, good call by him. Final game of the Tuesday slate, Memphis Grizzlies in a revenge game uh, at the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Don't uh, LeBron James is questionable with calf. I actually don't think he plays, but I'm not sure how that much that matters. I have no interest in getting a business with the Memphis Grizzlies. Looks like Anthony Davis is going to play. That's good enough for me to stay away from this one. I don't like really anything about this Grizzlies roster, but... But I don't like much about the Lakers roster either, so I'm not playing it either way. What are you thinking for this one? What'd you say the line was? I'm seeing Lakers minus four and a half. 
It's Lakers minus six now, so I'm guessing James got ruled in or something. Or, excuse me, I just said Lakers minus five and a half. Sorry, sorry, that's what I was oh, seeing. Okay. okay. But either way, it's still up to six now. Um. So yeah, if shit, maybe I'll yeah, could be wrong in real time. Could be LeBron James playing then. Yeah, I mean, I liked it at four and a half, and I was gonna get down with it, but uh, I don't think I would touch it at six. I don't know that it's worth it, even though the Grizzlies are are a terrible team. Um, you know, the Lakers aren't that great either, and they also play tomorrow night. So again, if anything, you probably just stick with them in the first half here. Um, so maybe they try and just get a lead and coast um, in the second half. So Lakers minus three in the first half is probably the best look in this game. All right. That does it, right? Yeah, that's all. My best bets tonight, the Heat minus five, the Detroit Pistons plus four, I think is what I gave it out. Oh, man. Yeah, plus four. Um, And I'm going to sprinkle on their money line, and then I'm going to take the Timberwolves. I already got them plus two. But to Dave's point, I'd play it up to minus three, so you can still still play this number, I think. So that's my action. Do you have a, a best bet you're willing to give out? Um, yeah, I, I think I really like the look of the Timberwolves in the first half minus one at this point. I think that's probably my favorite one on the card right now. All right. Show us some love. Leave us a nice review on Apple podcasts for God's sakes. Like subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Follow me at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Follow the podcast and me and David's handicaps on Outkick at Outkick Bets and Outkick.com backslash betting. Check out David on the X Machine at Future Press 2024. Buy his NBA packages at beatingthebookie.com. Now let's make some effing money tonight. Let's do it. Maybe I talk to you guys Thursday. I don't know. We'll see. But until next time, peace. Peace.